Nate, how is my mic doing? It sounds fine right now. Okay, the only crunch you hear is an apple. Mmm, yeah. what kind of apple? I want to say it was Red Delicious. I don't know, it's Fuji. Um, mm, that's, I like those a lot. I don't like Red Deliciouses. No, Red Delicious, no good. Fuji, good shit. Yeah, like Fuji's. Uh, welcome to Apple Splania, <laughs> an episode where I, LB Hunk Tears, explain <laughs> apples to new Apple enthusiasts, Rachel Millman and Kath Barbadour. I almost combine your names. Rachel um, Barbadoro? That's, that's the name on our PayPal. Uh, <laughs> to cool Jen Fusion, Rachel Barbadoro. Excuse me? I was an Apple burp. Hello and welcome to WrestleSplania, the podcast where I, Kath Barbadoro, a wrestling fan, explain professional wrestling to my friend Rachel Millman, a new wrestling fan. And uh, today we have a very special guest who's going to explain wrestling to both of us. It's uh, our first two-time guest, I think, right, our Rachel? Our first two-time guester, unless you count Jerry falling in the background. Yes. <laughs> our West Coast producer, LB. Hi, Yay! LB. Yay! Hi. So LB is back to uh, continue explaining Joshi, uh, Japanese women's pro wrestling to us. Last time uh, they did a whole episode for us about sort of 80s uh early joshi we did bull nakano we, we did crush gals yeah crush gals it was awesome so naturally they are back and now we're doing uh well you, you tell the people what we're doing today yeah well we're doing i mean honestly there's some crossover uh we did i think the latest thing we did last time was 1995 and now we're doing 1993 1995 but we are doing mid-90s joshi we are my two absolute favorites, maybe my favorite wrestler of all time, of in, of any gender in any genre. Uh, we're doing Akira Hokuto and Minami Toyota, and I'm so excited to be here, and I'm so excited that you have me back, of and course. I'm so excited to hear what you thought about these matches and these outfits. Well, yeah. who's, well which one is your favorite, Akira or Minami? Uh, Akira Hokuto is my, like, absolute favorite in my heart and Manami Toyota is like my yeah no she's the best one she's the yeah, best yeah, one like, all of, of anybody who ever like did this thing well I thought that there was fun literal crossover for I think it was Akira because she, I read on her wiki that she was the, pre- the, the president of the fan club of the crush girls and then she dropped out of high school to mm-hmm. start wrestling training. Oh, that rules. So, like, yeah. she genuinely followed her dream to a broken neck. Um, <laughs> yeah, which we're going to talk about, but I do want to know, LB, what what drew you to um, Akira Hokuto? Like, why is she your favorite in your heart? What? How, how okay. did you discover her, and what was that like for you? Um, well, I had, when I was first getting into wrestling, I, I'm so grateful to my Twitter friends and like rest the, like the part of wrestling Twitter that we are a part of. Um, cause when I first got into wrestling, I was like, you know, I, I'm really into this. This is really cool. Who should I check out? And my friend John was also really helpful. Um, and saying like, Oh, check out Bull Nakano. You'll really like her and all this like Japanese women's wrestling stuff from the eighties and nineties. And I had seen a clip of, Akira Hokuto, Bull Nakano, another cage match that Bull Nakano did. And I was like, this is fucking incredible. And another friend of mine who, Willow, hi Willow, uh, who assumed that I knew way more than I did, had sent (laughs) me a link to the, I think it's the Hardway Limited um, Akira Hokuto t-shirt that I am wearing right now. And said, oh, hey, you know, these are going to go away really fast. And I was (laughs) like... 
I feel like such a poser buying a shirt of someone I've never even seen a full match of. But I know <laughs> just from that one piece, she's going to be my favorite wrestler in Aww. like a week. Yeah. And you were right. And I was right. She, um, there's something about like, she's got a warmth. She can scream like nobody's business. Yes. <laughs> I definitely want to talk about that. <laughs> she's so little. But I mean, I guess compared, especially compared to like some of the smaller women uh, today, like in WWE and stuff, she's not that little, but she just, she feels so little and scrappy, but vicious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like she's out for blood and her outfits are amazing. I don't know. There's just, she's a cancer. I'm a cancer. It's, <laughs> you know, it's just the, 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 the connections never kind of stop. Um, and, you know, her nickname is the Dangerous Queen. Um, she got that one. I think that that's one of her nicknames. Her other nickname is the Mummy, because she would <laughs> wrestle injured so often. Yeah, that's that's Damn. that's actually, that's a very good nickname. I love that. Yeah. Well, Rachel alluded to the fact that um, one of the one of the things you sent us, you were basically like, you don't need to watch this whole match, but the thing you need to know about the mythology of Akira Hokuto is that she wrestled an entire match with a broken neck after she took a tombstone pile driver off the second rope. And yep. It is fucking wild. Like if you, it's it's. It reminds me of the Daniel Bryan eye thing of like if you don't know what's going on, then it's just like oh she just keeps putting her hand to her neck and oh his hand is to his head. But like the knowledge of what's happening, yeah, makes she's it, holding her head on. It's body yeah. horror. Yeah, it's straight up body horror. <laughs> How on a scale of like one to really broken like how the thing broken. i read said internal decapitation like, <laughs> which i'm sure is a, a in classic wrestling form an overstatement of what happened but like her neck was fucking broken like that is a cr- i'm amazed that they internal did- decapitation means that like your legs don't work i feel it well it means your head it, it like there's nothing connecting your head to your spine, like bone wise. This is like I'm, nerves are still connected. This is body horror. Yeah, this is body horror. Yeah. Um, so this was she had just won the uh, the tag team titles, and she was defending them um, against the Red Typhoons. And I don't even think her name was Akira Hokuto yet. I think she was still using her shoot name because uh, it's eight, 1987. Like, yeah, she's still you know she doesn't even have her like iconic gear on yet she's just wearing like a little fitness leotard she's got cute little short hair yeah and then she had to vacate the title because she broke her fucking neck and then kept wrestling (laughs) thank all i can say is thank god it was a tag match and not a singles match because she'd probably be dead oh she'd be dead oh my god no she's and she's also and like and then she she retired from wrestling got breast cancer survived breast cancer so she just like I, what oh my god let's uh, fingers crossed she's just unkillable yeah she's a fucking tough bitch I, re- I read that yeah she she had breast cancer a few years ago had a yeah. a mastectomy and like uh, is fi- is doing good is I fine mean, that's what my mom my mom did yeah but like my mom as far as i know never broke her neck in a wrestling match <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so fuck far, you mom as far as i know joan didn't go down that road <laughs> however uh, but yeah i mean uh terrible idea don't recommend <laughs> wrestling with a broken neck but what a hell of a thing to do at like 19 to start your wrestling career i like, like that right? the main rules we've set on this show are don't bring a gun to work anybody yep. can have a titty and don't wrestle it's a bad idea to wrestle with and a broken uh neck. Those Do your taxes and get health insurance. Do your taxes get health insurance. <laughs> Those are the main rules on our show. I yeah. Think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't recommend it, but like, what a way to command respect in your industry. Holy <laughs> like, shit! Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. 
I mean, the thing is, it's like, I feel so bad that I'm so drawn to these people who are so reckless and irresponsible. <laughs> right. It, it sucks so that, like, bad. it really gets you over to be that sort of uh, completely idiotic with your body. But. Yeah. Obviously, you know that something is very wrong, but was her internal monologue, I have a broken neck yeah something really hurts (laughs) like yeah i don't know you don't know it's just it's so wild to consider but yeah um and so also that she did the that it was off there was the tombstone pile driver off the second rope and i sent you guys and then she gets uh, regular pile drived right yeah no she uh does it again I mean, in the in the uh, match she has with Shinobu Kandori, uh, when she does that, when she takes the tombstone pile driver onto that table, Ugh. I literally like, I think I have a rolling chair and I like pushed back in my rolling <laughs> chair and went, Ugh! because yeah. like don't no no tombstone pile drivers for Akira Hokuto, please leave her neck alone. I mean, Paige just retired too. Like, yeah, oh. yeah like, well, because Paige retired because of neck injuries. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just like that parallel of like, oh, my God, you could really you are really asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> and especially into I like that match is crazy. So um, that match is who's crazy. in that one again? Can, just so we can so it's for our Akira listeners. Akira Hokuto versus Shinobu Kandori in 1993. It was a uh, all Japan women's wrestling was doing a kind of inter uh, promotional angle. Mm hmm. With LL something, I can. Oh fuck! What's the what was the name of that thing? LLPW, which stood for Ladies Legend Pro Wrestling. <laughs> um, I like that. So, Shinobu Kandori is representing this other promotion, which is why when you watch that, uh, you see all the like, all Japan people are kind of are really pulling for Akira Hokuto because mm-hmm. she's representing the, like just the whole company mm-hmm. um, and kind of defending their honor as the best women's wrestling promotion um i see so she was like she was like the top face at this point in that promotion okay i do not know if she was a face or a heel i think it switched (laughs) yeah um this is again like a uh if you haven't listened to the first episode we did uh where i established like the ways that I do not know uh, context about this shit uh, you can do that but yeah it's, I think it switched a lot I think like when we did watch the Manami Toyota match uh, mm-hmm. with her the two of them against each other I think Manami was the face in that match yeah. I think Akira Hokuto kind of Hokuto kind of switched around it's hard um, to tell but also like in your defense we talked on the last episode too about the way that um, the context in which uh, people in the West were receiving these matches at this time, and and even still, I mean, the people were getting these on VHS tapes. They weren't following the story or anything because there were no yeah. translations available. It wasn't there weren't any streaming services. And now everything we watched um, for this episode is on YouTube and without a lot of um, sort of context or explanation. Yeah. So it, you know, I I think it's totally understandable to not be totally sure like what the context is going in it they are incredible storytellers in the sense of you're like okay these people are fucking wrestling their goddamn asses off and necks off and heads off occasionally (laughs) yeah and eyes off (laughs) yeah (laughs) but that match is so crazy because it's it's all those table spots she takes a pile driver into the table she cracks her head open (sighs) oh my god those fucking tables those 
like I when I was at Strong Style Evolved in Long Beach and they pulled out an American table, I was like, oh, thank God, like a gimmicked American table. Because <laughs> I think they, they do gimmick the ones now in New Japan, but they are those those tables in All Japan Women's in these like 90s matches. These tables are not at all gimmicked. They are not budging. Oh, um, they, I like, noticed when, they didn't have fold out legs. No, and that no. was immediately like, oh, no, they're not. <laughs> not only are they not gimmicked, they're like extra well made like they're like <laughs> yeah. it really speaks to like japanese carpentry or whatever cuz those tables <laughs> they really do a great job over there cuz uh that shit is not breaking <laughs> like, <laughs> uh. And there's something that's like, you know, I'm so used to when someone does a table spot, the like satisfying crack. And then you have the kind of automatic recoiling like, oh, the table broke. But there's something so much more harrowing about the silence yes. of like a, just a regular table. Uh, it's just right. like, oh, no. It's the satisfying <laughs> crack of Akira Hokuto's skull instead. Yeah. It's like the best you're getting. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that was intense. Oh, Can you Thank imagine you for the warning? By the way, LB, uh, they left a note in the Google Doc of these matches, like just uh, make sure you're sort of fresh for this one, and like take a break after. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just can you imagine if like they took the footage from that Mac match of her cracking her head open and then turned it into a Kit Kat commercial of you crunching them <laughs> in two like those vines where they do that where yeah. it's like someone falling and they remix it into like the Mario theme or whatever yes. <laughs> it's interesting I, I like the way that you set this up for us LB because I feel like in the first one the first Joshi episode we did uh, your point was sort of like Look how fucking tough these people are. Look how, look at what was happening 30 years ago. These like brutal matches that these women were having. And then this one is a lot more, it's definitely still brutal, but you're like, also there's an incredible display of technical skill unbelievable yeah oh, so what they can smooth. do oh my god i mean it's... i like shinobu kandori may be a right-wing politician now but boy <laughs> could she fucking go see that's uh, why i thought akira was a face because uh as rachel pointed out her opponent uh you read her wiki and what does she do the democratic liberal party but like that doesn't mean anything that oh, barely yeah. means anything in american context really yeah but like yeah. i don't know what her politics translate to for my lens i just saw <laughs> I think like they're, oh. a, they're a right-wing party yeah okay so yeah, yeah um we're definitely then extra rooting for <laughs> this, for sure but is for sure the face in that match yeah yeah um, but to like, be fair yeah. the her opponent's incredible like a lot of fun a good like it's just like it's just good wrestling yeah yeah she's the first time i tried to watch that the first time i tried to watch that match i had to turn it off because i was lot. not prepared for like I was just, I was not, it would be one of my, fa it would be like in my top five favorite matches if it wasn't like so unpleasant for me. Right. It's, well, it's like, like ah. it, it reminds me of like, um, there's a lot of movies I like like that where it's like, I, I am so glad this movie exists. I really enjoyed watching it. I never want to see it again. Like that's how I feel about a lot of like Michael Haneke movies. Like <laughs> I was yeah. going to ask what movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nightcrawler's kind of like that for me. Like, I loved that movie, but it made me wildly uncomfortable. I never want to watch it again. I've, I like, still haven't seen it. It's really, I really like it. Uh, but again, I'm not going to watch it with you because it makes me uncomfortable. No. Yeah. Uh, that, for, like, the people listening to this, this that's the match. If you haven't watched it, there's a lot of blood in it. Yes. Yeah, to the yeah, point yeah. where so you're like, they have to get rid of the ring. 
<laughs> because it's so it's 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 really jarring. It's a crime I, scene. At the I end. watched it and I rewound it, and it's like so pristine it's glowing at the end and it's just covered in like sticky head blood <laughs> yeah. the entire like when they're rolling around you see whenever her head touches the mat you see a spot yeah. and like you Ugh, see the yeah. pattern of where she's rolling because there's so much blood on her face and like I just that's at a point where it's like you smell like I can't I don't want to get too visceral and make people no get visceral down. but like just Imagining smelling that match. <laughs> it has to smell like so many coins. Like <laughs> just rusty pennies and BO. Yeah, I mean just 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 the blood itself and like how much there is. And like I was just I remember at one point I paused it and was like, Can someone please get the refs a glove? They shouldn't <laughs> have to yeah. touch this. They do that now if yeah. somebody starts bleeding, but yeah. But like there were it's no intense. gloves and like everyone is like putting their hands in and it's like, guys, that's blood. Um, <laughs> there's no yeah. way that's not head blood, and like, <laughs> it's just it it it, it cr- it's crazy. It's legitimately it was it was upsetting to a degree. I mean, like, I guess I'm a little more hardline to it now. Like, I we've desensitized to, you effectively. I hate to disappoint you, LB, but unlike the last Joshi episode we did, I didn't watch any of these matches through my fingers. <laughs> that's fine. I would have missed a lot of good moves, honestly. Yeah, I mean, there, there weren't any scissors that I saw. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a nice. Uh, yeah, compared to the scissors, this one was okay, okay to me, but <laughs> definitely intense. The I, I do want to talk. We talked a lot before we started recording about how much we're going to talk about the fashion in this. Oh my and god! I really like the two first notes I wrote down were that Candori uh, looks like Elvis when she walks mm-hmm. in, and it kicks ass. Like it's such a good tough look. Um, and then Hokuto comes out. This is, I think, the first one we watched where she has the mask and the white hair. Like, she comes yeah. in like a demon. Oh, I love it so much. It's such a good bit. Do you... Uh, does anyone know specifically what demon that is? I don't know. I don't know if it even is a specific demon or if it's just kind of like... Her, like well, if demon. I was a, you know, if I was a Shinto demon, what would right. I look like? It Me, Akira Hokuto. Exactly. And that's the, how I interpret it, at least. The demon um, if, version of myself yeah it's yeah. so good like it's a really cool look and like her in-ring look is cool too but i just love that entrance with the big white hair and the the grotesque mask and everything it's well it's what badass. i like about specifically about akira's ring gear is that it's so signature in terms of the lines of a two-piece mm-hmm. like you, you she's obviously got a t- got a ton of different colors and patterns but what I noticed just between the match the the few matches I watched is that she has a signature signature design to all of her ring gear and I thought that was really cool and it also just looks like very good utilitarian ring gear yeah like I really really love that like the first match I watched Akira Minami was like I kept pausing and being like Nate look look at their ring gear look how useful it is look how comfortable it is and like it really displays kind of like the obvious physical traits that they're really proud of like mm-hmm. Minami loves her back she mm-hmm. loves her back muscles and that's she's going out of her way to show them off and I think that's so great and like Akira just wants to just show like listen look look at the strength I have you, you yeah. are going to observe it and it draws the eye they're so well designed yeah, I mean, it also reminds me a lot of Akira Hokuto's specifically, because she does have it in every color. There's a iconic picture of her, actually, where she uh, has all of her 
different all of her gear that's the same cut but different colors kind of spread out around her um, that I can send you but it really reminds me of Sasha Banks who also does that yeah. and who cites Akira Hokuto as her favorite uh, Japanese women's wrestler oh Man. cool Every, yeah. Everything I learn about Sasha, I like her more. I, like, that's interesting because I was thinking that too when you were talking about even just like the the basic design of the gear, I see echoes of uh, Akira Hokuto's gear in Sasha's gear, just mm-hmm. like the way the two pieces and everything. I will also say I, I'm getting really into fringe lately in, in wrestling outfits. Yes. I like her arm fringe a lot. Um, I like her hip fringe. fringe. Is great. Yeah, her, her head hip fringe, fringe is really fringe, good. Especially because in the in the uh, table match, um, she her, the fringe it's white and it gets all bloody. It's like yeah, <laughs> it looks really cool. Well, I like that during that match, she her hair gets so filled with blood that it looks like she got a very specifically aggressive dye job. Yeah, well, it uh, <laughs> it reminds me of actually, jeez, um, I can't even remember the show. I guess it was wrestling Duntaku where. Uh, Kenny Omega split his head open and uh, he has just bleached his hair. Yeah. So it's yeah. the same. It's like yellow blonde and then it gets all bloody. There's like a big streak of red in it. And it's like, I didn't really like the bleached hair on him, but I'm like, okay, it looks cool covered in blood. That's like pretty <laughs> sweet. I mean, one thing actually that I, I love about that match is that like, you would think that the blood is the most upsetting thing, but at a certain point, the blood becomes like one of the most aesthetically pleasing things about it because at least I'm like, just po- I'm wrestling poisoned at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, where I'm just like, ooh, the, she's bleeds so pretty. Um, there's actually we keep sort of dancing around this but I read this really really good um, piece on the spectacle of excess.com uh, called blood sweat and tears which is sort of about like the aesthetic display of blood sweat and tears yeah. and ostensibly I also I want spit and cum in there personally <laughs> in my wrestling matches uh, but you know a girl can dream but it's yeah. really good. It's by um, Mithin on, or Wegthorn on Twitter. Uh, w e g t h o r n. It's really, really good. Uh, definitely recommend checking that out if you enjoy um, blood and crying. Which, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. Yeah, I would hope you do at this point, because <laughs> otherwise, you're not having fun. Yeah. Um, what are you doing here? <laughs> Honestly, if you're into wrestling and you don't enjoy blood and crying, like I'm actually really curious as to what you like about wrestling. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I have a lot of questions. That's like, oh, I watch a lot of pornography because I love uh, indoor ferns. <laughs> I love leather, white leather couches. That's what the I love. The insight of indoor ferns is like really, that's one of the, well, there's so many reasons why I'm glad you're my friend, but like that is a standout for me and I'm not even being ironic. Well, you know, that's one of the great things about having severe ADHD is you just, you, you don't notice. I See, I, I always forget about noticing the white leather couches, but ferns, my brain fixates on that. You know, it's just, that's why it's important to have neurodiversity. It's true. <laughs> Should we talk about this? Uh, I want to talk about the Manami Toyota versus Akira Hokuto match, since that's our... Yes. our uh, Two stars of this episode. Yeah. I, it's really interesting, you know, because I was watching this. Um, I've been watching uh, Best of the Super Juniors, um, the New Japan tournament that's going on right now that's like, for Rachel and for our listeners, if you don't know, it's uh, a tournament for the junior heavyweights in New Japan, so it's like all the little guys. Mm-hmm. And there are so many moves in this match that 
are like showstoppers in Best of the Super Juniors right now, and it's like. Yeah, they were doing these like 20 years ago. Yeah, like, they were doing them yeah. so casually. It's really interesting to see um, those sort of parallels there with like wrestlers, you know, irrespective of gender, people who are of similar weight who can do sort of similar things. Um, I found that very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Uh, was this the first one you watched? Because I, I know I listed it first, but I don't know if you watched it. I watched it them and... in the order you listed. Yeah, this was the first okay. one I watched. So, because the first thing I wanted you guys to see of these two were, first of all, the entrance looks, the the crazy black wedding dress that Akira Hokuto Amazing. has on. That oh she my does, God. also does not take off before she does that. I, the first thing I wanted to, you to see of her was her doing that senton off the top in a black wedding dress. Yes. Yeah. And the first thing I wanted you to see of Minami Toyota was her coming out just looking so sleek and beautiful and elegant yeah. and then just tearing it the fuck up. Um, yeah. I mean, so yeah, what, I'm really glad that, that you did it in the order. So, yeah, I mean, her dress is so incredible with like the black wedding dress and stuff. And I it immediately made me go like, oh, man, I was real dumb when I was 23 for thinking Lady Gaga had the original stuff in her repertoire, because like this is all just Lady Gaga the fame and the fame monster era. I will say the fame monster is still, it still goes off. It's some of her best work. Um, but it's just like, it immediately reminded me of like that beautiful statement fashion. And then Minami comes in and she's just share. She's 100% share. But another thing I thought was really fascinating is they have these two really bold color schemes. One is all in white. The other mm-hmm. one is all in black. And then they take off their outer robes and they switch. Yes, I, I love that. I'm so glad you was, picked up on that because yeah. it's I thought like one that of my was favorite so things. Visually, like arresting yeah. and just like it. There was something about it that was just so cool. And like, there are better and more academic words to use than cool, but this is a podcast. Um, but it, it, I feel like it again speaks to like the drama of all of this. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. so cool. It's like when actors switch the roles every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, so there's, like, all of this amazing drama in their entrances. Sorry, Rachel's just full-on eating an apple while we're recording. It's I'm holding the mic away. You can't just eat an apple. You can wait, like, 20 minutes. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I also just, like, put my face in my T-shirt so I could laugh directly into the microphone, which <laughs> kind of defeated the purpose. <laughs> no, I, I know. I... I'm giving you shit, but I will say, so I do this show in Austin uh, called Master Pancake where, like, I have to, I, like, sit in the front row of a movie theater with a mic and, like, make jokes during a movie. And when I first started doing it, I got in trouble with the guy who, like, runs it because he was like, you have to stop eating popcorn, like, while you're telling jokes. Like, you have to stop. Well, I just like that you, my, my brain process went, like, you need a small snack. Let, let's get the thing that they use to imitate a... a a limb breaking in the movies. <laughs> Next time I'll eat a carrot or I'll just yeah, slap two steaks together so I can... <laughs> that, It'll work out so well. That's a great snack, <laughs> slapping two steaks together. It's just, it's really good for your muscles. It's just like, it's really low calories because you're <laughs> slapping the steaks and only getting a little bit of steak juice. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm really professional <laughs> and my brain works all the time. I took like a bunch of notes during this match because yeah. there were like 
there was so much like really impressive technical wrestling in it. Like I was, I mean, Akira Hokuto is incredible, but I was really blown away by Minami Toyota in this. Like yeah. that she does this pin where she has uh, Akira on her shoulders and then slams her backward into the mat and then does a bridging pin. Like, I don't know what that move is called, but it's like electric chair into like a backward bridge pin and it's a it's a near fall like she doesn't pin her but i was just like that is so cool and i've never seen that before and it's 20 I years i think old. that's her move i think she made that if that's the i have her wiki open so i'm so not a moves guy yet but <laughs> uh i think that is the move she made up which would be the japanese ocean cyclone suplex cool name Almost all of her moves have japanese ocean in them cool um which to get back to astrology I, I find very fun because she's a Pisces. Oh, okay. Um, so this is a Pisces versus Cancer match. Yeah, it's very water heavy. No wonder it's so brutal. When we <laughs> when we uh, start uh, Workers World Wrestling Federation, that's like definitely astrology is going to factor into the types of matches people do. I'm just calling that now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I would argue that it already does factor into all wrestling. (laughs) That's true. But, oh no, I'm hijacking your show and making it about astrology. (laughs) I definitely was never planning on doing that. You're allowed. Um, You're allowed. This is your West Coast producing. You're allowed. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, this is so West Coast producer. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she did like, she did come up with a bunch of cool moves um, and that was, if if it's the one I'm thinking of, that is the, that is one of them. I think you're right. Yeah, the, yeah, the uh, the straight jacket moves that she does, which is, I guess, it's a straight jacket move if you have the per- other person's arms crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, those just look so cool. Yeah, they really do. What well, What's the and, name of the move where they just kind of roll in that like horrifying circle? Oh, that made me laugh because <laughs> I think like the last time I saw someone do that, it was like Yano and Sonata in like a comedy match in like the new japan cup or something i mean in the context of these matches though like they just kind of because it's grainy they kind of look like the monster from the end of audition with all the limbs (laughs) (laughs) more body horror more body horror i'm sorry everyone Uh, but what is the name of it it's so cool I don't know. I don't know if it has a name. Damn. Uh, but it's the thing, yeah, where they roll and it's like they each get a two count and they keep rolling. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's But it's just visually just like a delight. <laughs> it's very cool. But yeah, I was just, uh, I really like the end where um, Monami does, I, I, my note that I wrote down was that she was being a Tanahashi where she like, she like does a move and uh, Akira's clearly already down, but she does the like, one more time, and then goes up and does it again. And I'm just like, hell yeah, yeah. be a fucking showboat. I love it. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at my notes too. I was looking at my notes to see if I knew what the name of that move is where everyone's rolling around. For some reason, I didn't put that, but I did put down, why are you doing this to yourselves? <laughs> <laughs> the eternal question. Okay, uh, I also wrote, Hokuto is my girl for life, but Manami Toyota is undeniable. Yeah. 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 Just like like, technically speaking, so amazing. I can see though why like Hokuto is sort of like, she's got some fire or something that it it doesn't matter that like Toyota's maybe technically on paper more impressive. Like I get why she's your girl. Yeah. 
But honestly, like doing this through this go round, as much as I was expecting to be like, Akira Hokuto is the greatest. <laughs> I'm I, I'm like, oh, wait, no, I get it. Manami Toyota is like legit the best. There's a there's a great photo of her. Someone had like gotten made these T-shirts that have a picture of her and say the greatest of all time. And there's and I guess they gave one to her and there's a picture of her wearing it. And I'm like, if I, if, I think if this was a picture of anybody else wearing a shirt of themselves with the words the greatest of all time, they'd look like braggy and like yeah arrogant. Um, blanking on the arrogant thank you that word uh but somehow it seems like humble it's like <laughs> that she isn't that she hasn't taken out like a billboard or something she just has a t-shirt i'm like oh that's so like that's like the humility here of just wearing a shirt <laughs> procre- uh, proclaiming this statement but it just it doesn't even feel strong enough um it really does but. seem like again i was just watching best of the super juniors like kind of in between watching a lot of this stuff and you know that's like some of the best current wrestling is in new japan like most people oh, kind sure. of agree that that's the best product kind of out there right now and these matches completely blow it out of the water you know like they're just on pretty much every level i i really was um, impressed by this and it's not like i wasn't expecting to be but just going in with no context uh i was just like holy shit, this is some goddamn wrestling. And again, yeah. again, sort of speaking to the point you made on the first episode of the, the fact that the WWE thinks that they're doing anything revolutionary is so laughable. It's funny to look at all the YouTube comments on these and be like, the women's revolution happened 22 years ago. WWE, yeah. what are you talking about? And it's also, it's funny in the second context of calling it the women's revolution. <laughs> That's what WWE calls it. I know. It's just that's so WWE to name (laughs) themselves after a thing that happened in 1920 that we also now know was kind of racist. (laughs) Hey, everyone who sees this is like, WWE, what are you talking about? This is so brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal, but also it's so technically impressive. Yeah. Yeah. This is basically, I mean, this is widely considered to be one of the greatest eras of wrestling ever anywhere. Um, And I mean, I felt, I felt like kind of a goofball putting these, uh, putting, putting these matches together because I'm like, okay, what are the, what are my favorites? Um, We're probably going to get yelled at, just a warning. Um, Listener, if you're mad, I didn't include uh, like Manami Toyota versus Aja Kong or Manami Toyota versus a huge ass long list of her greatest matches who are there some of the greatest matches of all time i'm sorry um we can watch them all later she has had so many matches that are in the running for greatest match of all time right that it's like it's kind of impossible to it's you know i it, it's this would be you know a, a year-long you know, university course in, For like, sure. re- in, in wrestling criticism. Um, but I did feel like kind of a goofball when I'm putting this together because I'm like, this is where me and Dave Meltzer's tastes align exactly. Oh, no! Um, <laughs> these are all like, these, these are, but these are all some like some of his favorite things. Um, and like Smarks love this shit. Yeah. And but which, what's really interesting about that, though, is that these ended up being really influential to in like indie wrestling and even yeah. like even non-indie wrestling um when i was first getting into joshi into joshi like specifically classic joshi uh i had t- wrestling twitter friends again i i don't know how to th- i don't know how ever how to ever repay all of you um for the yeah, education you gave twitter, me wrestling at least twitter the part wherein is like so amazing i'm repeatedly just like blown away yeah 
blown away. Awestruck by how cool everyone is. It's great. I have literally had a thumb drive sent to me in the mail of matches from somebody I met on wrestling Twitter. That's adorable. Yeah. Um, Blown away continuously. Uh, But somebody was like, you know, if you watch this and you watch like pacing and moves Mm. of matches of the really good matches now, you can see all these connections. And it's complete. It's totally true. This match, the Hokuto Toyota match is like 20 something minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not like an epic, but it feels like an epic because there's so much in it. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like a spot fest. Like it feels like somehow they are fighting each other, even though these are not things anyone in a real fight would ever do. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, that's really interesting to me that um, these were so influential because I don't know if I would have thought that immediately. But now that you're saying it, if I watched it back... Like yeah, I think I, I think um, more than this a lot of stuff that I've watched from this era. This feels modern. This feels yeah. like this looks like wrestling that I watch now, as opposed yeah. to a lot of like you know WWF in 1995 is doesn't feel modern at all. It feels very dated. And right. Yeah, I mean that that makes a ton of sense. That's really interesting. Yeah, and again, like the combination of. Uh, Sorry, the combination of like lucha stuff, of submission and of striking. Yeah. The way those like the way those three elements are balanced, specifically with Akira Okoto and Manami Toyota, who do who both do great, uh, who have a, just a really balanced uh, repertoire yeah. in terms of like those three kinds of wrestling feels very similar to like what you see in New Japan today. Absolutely. I, it really, that sort of combination of um, like dives and submissions and everything. I noticed that in particular with the tag match you had us watch. Yeah. Which was really cool. Cause that, it seemed like their opponents were a lot more um, sort of like, I, I don't want to say like shoot wrestlers, but like, they do sort of more that style of like submission holds more based on the mat as opposed to dives. But Mm -hmm. then there's such a good combination of uh, holds and dives and spots and everything. And there's uh, as much, it satisfies my need for in-ring screaming, which I really (laughs) appreciate it. Oh, there's such good screaming in that one. (laughs) Yeah. I think that, I don't know if that one was my favorite, but I definitely, because I think that my one criticism of that one was that it did feel a little spotty, but like mm-hmm. all the spots were so fucking cool that it, I'm fine with it. Like I like a spot fest every once in a while. So yeah, I was a big fan of that one. So you're talking about the, the tag match, which was actually the two uh, matches of yes, it was that two. were uh, Akira Hokuto and Manami Toyota versus Kyoko Inoue and Toshio Yamada in 1993. And I think it was the All Japan Women's tag league um so it was the it was the two it was i guess supposed to be the final and then they ended up being tied in points so they had to do like the real final yeah uh, so that sorry, just a context for yeah no thank you because it was a little i was like it was a little hard to understand because it was all in one clip and they yeah they and i failed to give you the explanation in the hey, google document i'm sorry about no that. worries um but yeah they like uh the they lost Akira and uh, Manami lost and then immediately there was another match with the same opponents right away and I was like did they overturn the decision like what happened but that makes sense it was the end of a tournament yeah they were tied in points yeah Yeah. Um, which is a great way to do a tournament I love that immediately in terms (laughs) of like booking Uh, (laughs) it was very exciting even not totally knowing what was going on it was exciting 
Yeah, and honestly, like, um, Inoue and Yamada, and if I'm saying Kyoko Inoue's name wrong, I apologize. Please correct me aggressively on Twitter. <laughs> um, that sounded sarcastic, but I do mean it. Um, they are both so good, and I guess they both had their own singles feuds with Manami Toyota that apparently, like, chock-a-block full of, cl- like, classics. So if we ever want to, like, do... I, I, I uh, after watching these two matches, I like really want to go back and watch those as well. Because um, they are like the suplexes um, yeah. and the strikes. I'm just like, ah! <laughs> I've, I've ended up being like, because I, I selected I selected these ones actually without fully watching them um, because I'd heard such good things about them. And then I'm watching them like, holy shit, they're I'm, like really scared of these two, even though I, I still wasn't. Um, but yeah. That's what I get for uh, for you know not really considering the other the other two people in the match and being super proven wrong because it's just like the greatest time period for wrestling. Um, and it, I don't know, like one of the things that really that I was thinking watching kind of all of this stuff actually was like it seems so amazing to me now, and I have we're I mean we are so spoiled in terms of our access to amazing wrestling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, in the mid-90s, being able to see this shit, even, like, on some copy of a copy of a copy tape or, you know, like, in a little bit of a, in a little piece without any context on TV, that, I I don't even know how my brain would have processed this. Right, it must have been completely mind-blowing, because it's, it's blowing me away now after watching hours and hours and hours of wrestling. Getting a little piece of this must have been just you know, like gold yeah. if you're a wrestling fan. Yeah. So what did you think of this one, Rachel? I feel like I haven't Uh it was great. It was just I didn't since I didn't know the context of it being a uh like the doubles, that was a little confusing to me. Yeah. Sorry um about that. no, it's chill, don't worry about it. Um but it was just kind of like once I knew that, it was just kind of like what I really like about so I really enjoy in matches either of these things when either you know the wrestlers are just a machine and they go for an hour and they don't look tired and I also kind of like when part of this story is that they're telegraphing that they're exhausted yeah and they manage mm-hmm. to do both here <laughs> um in this uh it which I thought was just kind of fascinating in itself it was fun to watch the different ways that because you watch these people solo and then to watch them work in a team because people do change when they're on a tag team and like the way their work changed I thought was very fascinating and they're just incredible wrestlers. Yeah, there was some really cool kind of innovative tag moves in this that yeah. I, yeah. Hadn't, I hadn't seen anywhere. Again, you'd think like people have invented all of the tag moves that are possible at this point, but there was stuff in here that I was like, I've never seen two people do that before. And it was really fucking cool. Yeah. I was yeah, like, you why had a bunch of those on both sides. Yeah, and like, why hasn't someone stolen that? Like, why doesn't... Somebody should be doing that now. It's pretty neat. I was just <laughs> going to say, that was the thing I was thinking about when we were talking about how influential these are. Is like, you know, I talk a lot of shit about Dave Meltzer, but that is one thing where it's like, that, like, the reason this is so influential partially is because he was like, hey, this is really, really good. So... I don't want to say thank you, Dave, but kind of like begrudging credit to Dave. Exactly. Yeah. Credit where it's due. 
I apologize to whichever one of my Twitter friends said this because I don't remember which one, but someone said, and I, I love this, was, Dave, just shut up unless you're talking about how great Manami Toyota is. <laughs> oh, I think I've seen that one. I also don't remember who said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fair. Well, that, like, uh, this match, this this tag match that ended up actually being two matches, I feel like, fits in perfectly with what the other stuff you told us about Manami Toyota, where she was known for doing these sort of gauntlet matches, and her retirement match was her facing 50 people, That's which is incredible. She would. I, I, I've known about her for less than a week, and she would immediately. <laughs> so this gauntlet match, multiple people came out of retirement to uh, to wrestle in the 50 50- person gauntlet match, including Bull Nakano, who didn't even wrestle at her own retirement. (laughs) How did she not wrestle at her own retirement? She just came out and gave a speech? Yeah, I guess. Or (laughs) just kind of, you know, presided over it in a throne and was like, you're welcome. Yeah. That's what I would do if I was Bull Nakano. If I was Bull Nakano, I would walk into a room and open with your welcome. <laughs> that, so. that rules. I feel like that really speaks to, again, how like respected these people yeah. are in this industry. Yeah. That's just, yeah, that the word that came to mind for me was just love yeah. in terms of like, oh, wow, people just like came out to, for the honor to get their ass kicked by you again. <laughs> one last yeah. time. The privilege, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, that, uh, some of the like extra stuff you sent us just like pictures and everything. There's a really cute picture that I found of Akira Hokuto and Bull Nakano at Costco. Did I send you that? Oh my God. Yeah, you sent that to me that some, yeah, that they, I guess, run into each other at Costco and they're just <laughs> hugging and like have the biggest, sunshiniest smiles on their faces. It's so cute. It's so cute. Shoot Akira Hokuto now is just like, she uh, She married another wrestler, uh, Kensuke Sasaki, I think. And he runs him. another promotion, right? He did. Or they, they, ran, they used to. They, they ran a promotion together. Uh, they have two kids, but they're on like on TV together a fair amount. And, yeah, like, um, yeah, was, they were so cute on that prank show you sent us. Where like there was a prank show where they were calling uh, Japanese celebrities and testing their English ability, basically like having a foreigner call them in English. And, <laughs> there was a, it was yeah. a Spanish one too, I think. Well, right? no, it was a, it was a Japanese show, but they called Akira Hokuto in English, and she tried to speak English a little bit and then she was like do you speak Spanish and started speaking in like very good conversational Spanish because she was like oh yeah when I was a a wrestler I wrestled in Mexico so I I know Spanish better than I know English she's adorable yeah it was so cute and then they she called her husband on the prank show and pranked him it was just adorable (laughs) yeah I mean it's I really appreciate being handed that duality of like terrifying woman with broken neck also is just like adorable and kind in her in her real life and then again that sort of that doesn't like to like that doesn't undercut her ability that just shows how fierce her ability was that she can turn it on and off in that way yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, well, the people on the prank show were like I really hope she's not mad at us <laughs> <laughs> yeah she slaps that one comedian in the head a bunch of times and I'm actually I've seen her on a few TV shows and they do they often do a gag where I saw there was one where she kind of slapped somebody on the back and in like a supportive way and he went ow please don't do that <laughs> so you know he sold it which is good um, um, but I, yeah, I love her coming in, slapping the guy at, like with a big smile on her face and then like taking out her handkerchief and being like, oh my gosh, I'm going through menopause. So this really made me sweat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just so cute. I really enjoyed that. One of the things we talked about in our first,
first Joshi episode is like, wow, they're they are in very minimal costumes, and it kind of really the big advancement for me in this in terms of the fashion was the costumes. They looked supportive. They were beautifully designed like I can't get over how good the design of those was but I don't know if that's 90s nostalgia as well because they're very 90s costumes right because it's like that's Mm -hmm. kind of the trend now but like I was thinking like I want Manami Toyota's black one piece. Oh my god, right? It's so, it's so beautiful. It's such a good bathing suit. <laughs> yeah. You'd uh, get the wor- the weirdest tan. <laughs> yeah, the weirdest chest tan with all the straps. <laughs> be worth it though. Oh, uh, oh, you know what we didn't talk about was the music. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, what was I think? Like the music in the first match alone, I was like, "Oh, here we go. This is about to get very interesting." I th- I think Akira Hokuto's music is so weird. Like it's just such a weird choice. I don't think it fits with like especially after that really brutal uh match where her head is split open and then this like weird funky like kind of disco-y song starts and it's like, "What the f- this is so jarring to me. It was it's very strange. Such a smooth groove. <laughs> yeah. Which is so not what you think when you think of Hiro Okuto. It's, I guess, I wonder if it's, uh, there is this, like, genre of Japanese music. Uh, what the hell is it called, though? All my friends are going to be really mad at me, but <laughs> it's, like, Plastic Love is one of them by Maria Takuchi. I don't know. It's like this is this like 80s, 90s, great kind of like smooth, funky pop uh, in Japan that I feel like a lot of these people have as their themes. And like <laughs> Manami Toyota's is a little bit funkier, but still very in that like genre. Yeah. Yeah. But I just love it. I would listen to these like driving. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> But yeah, for, you know, to get pumped for like a brutal match where people get, you know, where Akira Hokuto and Minami Toyota like slam each other into tables multiple times. And I'm like, yeah, it's a little smooth, but maybe it's like kind of comforting. I don't know. Maybe you need (laughs) that to balance it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess I can see that as well. I mean, it like, but it's just you're coming out as a demon. I want some like, I want some guitar or something like I want some. But maybe, again, maybe this is me just, like, being, uh, watching too much WWE and hearing fucking, like, Randy Orton's theme too many times. (laughs) No, that's, like, what I think. I do have to say, you haven't, I haven't shown you any Aja Kong stuff where she had this theme song, but her, like, iconic theme song that I hope she still uses has English lyrics, and the lyrics are, God made the devil just for fun, but when he wanted the real thing, he made Aja Kong. Fuck yeah. Wow. That That's I so like, good. Uh, I also like that they showed uh, her in the audience for the tag match. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. They just, like, cut to Aja oh, Kong. Oh, that the cut match. was so great, because it's just, she's, she's not... totally unimpressed. Yeah, exactly. That's... Just kind of keep trying, kids. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, this ruled. Thank you so much for uh, for showing all of this yeah, to us. And hopefully you. our listeners are going to seek this out, too, if they haven't seen it already. Yeah, we would love that, please. They're um, all on YouTube. Um, they're amazing, definitely. I, and I, I kind of want to go back and watch them again and think about how influential they are, because it really is... It's amazing that this stuff is 20 years old. Like, you would never... If you... if Barring the sort of resolution and the, you know, datedness of some of the clothes and stuff, you would never know. Yeah. I mean, I think someone uh, I saw in replies because I was looking up just like things people I follow have tweeted about Manami Toyota. Um, either to me or to y'all, someone just said, go to YouTube, type in Manami Toyota, 
and let your heart lead you. Uh, Aww, and I think that's actually that's so really cute. great advice. That's really yeah, wonderful. Yeah, just follow that down. Um, that's watch these ones and then just do that because everything you see is going to be good. Yeah. Aw, I love that. That's awesome. Um, well, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Yeah. Thanks uh, for having me. Do you if, uh, have anything to plug? Oh, we should plug your art. Tell people about your uh, commissions and stuff. Cool. Yeah. So you can uh, find me on Twitter. My name is Hunk Tears. You can seek out my Institute of Hunkology, which is the Hunk Tears Institute of Hunkology. You can find that at hunktears.sexy. Uh, <laughs> I learned a lot. I couldn't get an EDU. <laughs> um, but I, I do art, and you can commission me uh, via one of those two things. So I, I also hey. have to say that. Uh, LB's prices are incredibly reasonable. Very reasonable. So really good. If you want to wrestle or portrait done, in uh, my I'm opi- having them do a Hiromu for me, I'm very excited. Uh, in in my opinion, you should get in there now before they start raising their rates, as I've been <laughs> telling them to do. Um, oh, I will be raising them very soon. Good. So yeah. get in there so now. Act now, everybody. Act now while <laughs> the iron is hot. Follow them at Hunk Tears. Uh, if you liked this and you wanna and you saw, don't follow our Twitter, you can follow us at Wrestlesplania or Wrestlesplania Instagram Wrestlesplania gmail.com twitter.com slash Wrestlesplania if you want to give us five stars on iTunes that would be lovely um, and yeah you know, Dave <laughs> yeah Dave Dave definitely Dave is listening to this um, give us five stars Dave give us we five stars it. Dave please um, imagine if like Dave Meltzer broke the Apple rating on iTunes <laughs> <laughs> six and a half stars for Wrestlesplania yes thank you exactly all right Okay, we love you all. Have a good time. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. So, this week's Greg fact. I should have said it on the last episode we recorded, which was about the New Day. LB, you probably know this, but I don't know if we've ever talked about it. So, Greg did a lot of the, like, motion capture for um, one of the WWE, like, 2016 video games. So, like... Because all the regular, you know, all the actual characters in it were out wrestling. And so he they, didn't work for them in an official capacity so in 2016, they, right? They, well, they hired some wrestlers to come in and do, like, do all the moves and the entrances and stuff with, like, all the motion capture stuff on them for the video game. <laughs> and thus, because of this, uh, Greg had to do Xavier Woods' entrance, where he dances down <laughs> the entrance ramp. And... <laughs> The video game came out and everyone was like, why is Xavier Woods' entrance so weird? Like, that's not, like, that is not oh how he God. dances. That is adorable. <laughs>